Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone, welcome to the Flats and Shanks podcast, um, unofficial Six Nations special. Uh, Mark Pugach this week asked, why the hell aren't you doing Six Nations specials, to paraphrase. And I said, do you know what, we are, we're just doing them unofficially. So, ease all in, hi Pugas. Um, Tommy, how are you fella? I'm okay mate, 13th of Feb today, which is a Monday, Valentine's Day tomorrow, 14th. So, what you doing? There might be a few boys and girls in the gym, quickly get on their phone. Mate. Searching for gifts. Mate. Mm. Walked into the gym this morning, boy. Guess who I saw in a last minute scramble to get himself back into good nick for Valentine's Day? Jamie Roberts, oh. MBE, OBE. He, wa- he wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to say Adam Jones. No. Mm. Not bomb. Um, not his sort of gym, probably. Too nice. Um, that doc was in there, mate. We had a nice little workout this morning. It was lovely. How was he? He's good. He's a lovely man, isn't he? Mm. Um, is he looking out of shape? No, he, you know, he hasn't done... He's basically hasn't trained since he retired at all. That's and, what they um, all say, mate. And then they take the top off and they're still chiseled. And you think, well, I think you're lying slightly. Yeah, but he couldn't be in rubbish nick because he's tall. He's really tall and he's naturally quite lean so he's lucky so he might shrink nah you can you can trust me no but you're a bigger bloke mate you're a thicker bloke he's thick legged but he's not like he hasn't got an upper body that's going to turn into a balloon like he has just got an upper body that's going to lose muscle mass but stay lean but he's still got a gut is my point okay has he no well everyone's got a stomach oh yeah he hasn't yet okay but Hoping it comes. You can still do a lot of damage in the space of a week, as I found out. Yeah. I went to the darts on Thursday. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I don't think I've eaten clean since. Um, darts is not an environment to get your diet going, is it, though? No, it's not that. It's more... Well, we went to a, a burger joint called the Fat Hippo before, which is lovely. But it's more yeah. so the food you um, swallow... 
and consume the mm. following days to try and make yourself feel better. Yeah. So it's the yeah. it's the nachos and dip. It's the steak sandwiches. Oh. It's it's the five guys food, David. Oh. It's the mixed kebab. It's the chips. Oh, it's the milkshakes. Oh, how's the darts mind? Brilliant. It was at Motorpoint, wasn't it? Sure was. Although I went to watch a girl band there. Once forgotten their name. Sugar Babes. Anyway, Little Mix. Was it the Sugar Babe? Little Mix. Yeah, I went to watch yeah. Little Mix there. Mm. Really out. raunchy show for kids. Yeah. Like properly, like. Were you singing raunchy. "Shout Out to My Ex"? Yeah, I was crying my eyes out. Really, really it. and I still talk when I mentioned it to my little girls. Now they say, "Do you remember when she looked at me during that song <laughs> and smiled?" I'm like, "Yeah, hundred percent. She did, didn't she? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Yeah. Remember she waved at me singing Black Magic? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you saw your green eyes. That's why your yellow eyes, you little snake. Uh, uh, that was good. You enjoyed the experience, fella. Yeah, although I was in charge of booking seats and I went on a um, a website where you can book seats from sort of last minute and the scale was all wrong on this website and what I thought I was getting <gasps> of pitch side seats, whatever you want to call them, the long tables was no way near and Oki side seats. We were in the cheap seats at the back. Oh, and no one no with six of us, none of them would join me to start with. I, and I was walking straight down the front like Vince McMahon coming out for WWE. She's in a strut on me like Conor McGregor. I got to the front, I went, I think this is where we are lads. I think they're in our seats. So excuse me, mate, I think you're in our seats. And we called over a lady. Um, who was um, working there. She said, no, uh, J7 is at the back. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. I'm sorry, boy. But it didn't matter. I mean, once we got over it, we had a a pretty good laugh. Gentlemen, choose your weapons. Yep. Uh, The weapons were Orange Wicked and Spin of Ice. Oh, my God, that is horrendous. Mate, they make my they make my teeth go funny. Those drinks, furry teeth. No, gnawing on carcass bones make your teeth go funny, mate. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. Like a hyena. Yeah, my kids just um, walked into the kitchen. They're like, "Daddy, what's for dinner tonight?" It's like, "Why well, is it midday here? What's for dinner tonight, Daddy?" Um, no, what's for lunch? I said, "No, not no big lunch. Got a slightly bigger dinner. What's for dinner?" I said, "Well, I was going to do a joint, a beef joint, and some roast potatoes and carrots and things on the barbecue." And they're like, "Oh." Why do we have to eat a whole animal every time we come here? <laughs> like, okay, you make a solid point. I'll, I'll put that away and do it tomorrow. Um, tonight you can have I don't know some pasta like normal people. You can have some pig's heart tonight. <laughs> yeah, we got duck livers tonight, kids. Uh, got some yeah slow cooked pigs ears. <laughs> we got some homemade pork scratchings, girls. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see old uh, Doc in the gym. Lovely man. He was squatting though. And uh, not heavy, just getting, you know, ticking over. And mm. he said, you're doing any? I said, no, I'm not. Because I started squatting again and I like squatting and all that stuff because it's something I can do. And then I was like, why am I doing this? I'm getting back spasms, loading the dishwasher, literally loading the dishwasher, putting my shoes on. I'm like getting out of bed like I've just played a game a day after. I'm like, this is ridiculous. My knees hurt. My knees have never hurt my whole life. My knees hurt. And... I'm like, right, I'm not doing squat or deadlifts anymore. And then I watched this um, 
video from a guy called Robert Oberst, who is, I think they call him the American monster. He's a strong man, really charismatic, big, crazy guy with crazy hair and um, looks like giant haystacks. And um, he was just to this video and he's basically like, if you're not getting paid to deadlift, don't, why would you do it? Don't do it. It's just as the injury risk is so high. And you know what? Every time I get right into deadlifts and squats, my, at some point, my back is rubbish and my knees are rubbish. And two things I never had when I was playing rugby is bad knees and bad back. So mm. I've just completely quit. I've, com- I've, qu- I've quit them, boy. Put the ego in the draw. I watch some of the people online doing deadlifts and oh my geez, their back I know. is under, like they lift from their back. You're like, oh, you poor just, uh, sods. I tell you one yeah. thing you don't see Doc doing, press-ups. Know why? He was today. Ooh. Why? He said it's most exposed. Why? The head is right oh. down on the floor. You can see everything. <laughs> he you can see where it starts. He, gen- he was genuine doing. And it's, lit- doing, it's, um, it's like one of my kids has come home from school with a yogurt pot and they're just growing crests on the top of it. <laughs> You're horrible. No, he uh, he was doing press ups today, mate. Oh, was he? Um, he did have a hat on. To be fair, ah, oh, yeah. Um, Doesn't wear. A, it's never a stiff peak hat either. It's always like a Ralph Lauren, one that looks like it's been through the wash five or six times. I prefer those. <laughs> you what? Do you wear what? You no. You wear like what? Like snapbacks? Do you? <laughs> you? You and Doc wear the same caps as Rick Stein. <laughs> Do you wear the same caps as, like, Deshaun in Top Boy? Do you wear snapbacks, do you, in Penarth? No, Sweeney does. He wears he wears a straight peaked cap. And you um, know the you know the, the 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 like the silver round sticker that comes on it that says MBA or something. Does he leave the sticker? Yeah. Like when you leave yeah. the tags on your Jordans or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lovely couple of photos of him. Doesn't even like bend the bend the peak. Just loves it flat. On his truckhead. That's what we, that was his nickname. <laughs> truckhead. Yeah. <laughs> Is he the one that um, uh, Stinky Reese dumped over the top yeah. of a kebab shop counter? Yeah, yeah. I think it was KFC. KFC. That's ama- that was amazing. That. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. It's one of the best videos. Anyway, <laughs> um, you and Doc, you wear um, soft caps, flaccid yeah. caps. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't really wear caps, but yeah, if I do. Not even like yeah. a weekend, a weekend cap. I know a bloke who wears a weekend cap. Who? Never wears one apart from a weekend. When I drive past him in Penarth and he's got a cap on, I've never ever seen him wear a cap apart from that. Bubs. Oh, God, he doesn't. And I don't know why. Does he not wear a cap when he plays golf? Nope. Nope. And I don't know why. He'll uh, say something about his hair, but he doesn't have much hair anyway. And he keeps it short. Yeah. And it's going. Um, but yeah, often pass him and he's got a Galvin Green cap on the weekend <laughs> cap i call it do you know i do wear a cap when i'm quite often when i'm driving around in my convertible car i do wear a cap when it's sunny and i'm driving around it. i'm driving around in it today and it's cold so i'm not wearing one why is that why just the look why is what why do you wear a cap uh sun protection boy ah uh, yeah good point i wear one playing golf i wear a cap playing golf yep for that very reason yeah because it's nice to have a tan, but there's nothing cool about um, flaky sun head. damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The imminent threat of uh, getting poorly actually 
makes me wear a cap. Although um, what does happen every now and again is uh, oh, I've lost two caps out the back. In a, well, in, in about three years, to be fair, I've had it. I've lost two caps out the back. Mm. And I don't stop, mate. No. I don't stop. Not Do you know why? Because over the years, I've amassed so many caps that I don't wear. I'll just I'll use another one. Someone can pick that up and enjoy it. Where do you have to wash it a certain amount of times before it's acceptable? Um, I actually uh, will off quite often wear it quite a lot in private yeah. before I take it out. I wear it in the garden. I wear it doing barbecue, so it gets sooty and horrible. Mm. I will probably do that. I might even wear it to the gym a few times in private because I don't. I was sociable this morning with Doc, but I don't socialise at the gym. Wow. Not really. I've I've left one gym and joined another one because the gym the gym I was a member of there are too many people I knew and I walked in this morning and saw Doc. I don't mind seeing him, but I don't want anyone else I know to pop up, or I'm out again. Yeah, I feel yeah. You don't want to spend your life chatting to people all the time, asking you about the rugby. How was it? Yeah, ooh. bad game at the weekend was it? Can I before we before we um, smash into this now? I have to tell you, I finished series one of Happy Valley. Thoughts? Loved it. I'm on, I've just done episode one of series two and it's just as good. And I heard series three is even better. So I feel blessed that I've got that to come. Um, Bit of advice for you, fella. Go on Twitter Follow James Norton, the main guy, Tommy Lee Royce, mm-hmm. Aldo. Um, and he tweeted something saying, this is genius. And it's someone doing Heard impressions it. of all the people in them. it. It is brilliant. Yeah, the sister is amazing. It is, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> it is brilliant. Yeah, very good. I was loving it. Watched very it all good. the way through, which is unusual. What have you been watching? Um, Last of Us, I really like episode five to do tonight. Um, that was re- that's a really good episode. I did it yesterday. Is it? Or day before. Yeah, because it came out early, I think, because of the Super Bowl. That's right. But <sighs> a brilliant episode. Very sad, but I think my favourite one so far. Okay, because I love number three with the the male couple that lived in the compound. I thought that was a really good episode because I like basically liked all the I like the bit at the start. I don't like it. Why? Because it was just a love story. Like I, I just want to see more death. F- yeah. yeah, more suspense in it. But, but I, like, but I just... liked. Yeah, but I liked the. Um, I liked the compound thing. I liked the way he was living his life, and then I liked when the raiders came. How they all got. Yeah, but then for the for the re- remainder of the hour, was just a love story. You are heartless, man. Nah, you're just saying that because you don't really like it. You're just pretending to like I'm it. trying to win votes. <laughs> <laughs> trying to win votes tonight. Um, seriously, though, walk, episode but... five, really good. All right, good. And watching the mayor of Kingstown as it goes along. That's pretty good. It's yeah. fine. Uh, it's fine. Um, and started watching The Staircase. I've watched a documentary mm. on oh, Michelle. Michelle's you've got to watch the drama series. And I'll be honest... We're two or three in, and we're probably not going to bother. It hasn't gripped us. Uh, yeah, I like Tony Collette. I like um, our kid. What's his name? I like him a lot, but it's not quite doing it for me, boy. Mm, I not hate that. Happening. So we're we're on the lookout. The gold. There's something called the gold or BBC that started last night. Have a look at that. Um, oh, watch something awesome. Oh, um, come on. It's a documentary about an hour and a half long called uh, Navalny, 
and it's on, I think it's on iPlayer, iPlayer, and it's only on there for another month How or so. How do you spell so, it, it, Dave? I think, I think, N-A-V-A-L-N-Y, Navalny. Okay. He's Russian. Yep. And he is, basically, he uh, opposes Vladimir Putin. He openly opposes Vladimir Putin and oh my god mate ah okay there's a moment in it I won't ruin it for you there's a moment in it where they basically prank call somebody and it's not made to be funny it's like but they basically they trick call somebody and this guy doesn't realise and oh my god I mean it tells you what we're already knew but anyway it is it's one of those moments where you're like that is how do more people not know about this documentary? It is amazing. On the bike tomorrow in the gym, because I'm on a massive health kick now. Oh, I, here we go. Um, apart from the two lunches I've got this week. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. A, right. And a full day at the rugby on Saturday. Two games to cover. When you know you can't eat clean. You can't eat well. Well, you, well, you can if you're... Sam Warburton. Like, take your own lunch boxes. Yeah, full of like pre pre prepped snacks, and that's fine. But then I think it's, that's a bit like the thing that um, I mean, loads of people tweeted it, but James Haskell posted it once, and it was just like, if you start your morning, like I don't know what it is with a with the green tea with some of this in it, and a half a cup of green tea, and a bit of this, and a bit of this, you can successfully remove all the fucking enjoyment from your life. Just have a coffee, basically, and it was like it's a bit like that. It's like I could prep meals. But yeah. I'd rather enjoy my life. And if also, you enjoy that, great. I don't. I don't really want to be eating at half time when you've got five minutes. Um, a bag yeah. full of broccoli. Who was it that said they saw you? Someone said they saw you and the array of sweets was <laughs> unbelievable. No, literally someone said this to me the other day. <laughs> they, wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been mine. I think it was at uh, Wales v. Ireland. Uh, yeah. I was doing co-coms for Five Live. And... The sweets that had accumulated yeah. from the producers, from everyone, was was massive. Probably I got. Probably I got. Commentating on England yesterday. Right, we, let's get into it, okay? Well, hang on, right. right. Yeah, we can, but the problem I got... Oh. Give me a give me a, give me a break though. Give me like, when you finish this, All right. and then Here we, we go. can, I can well, add well, the break Let's have a break now, now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Problem I got when I'm commentating on at Twickenham is Dowie Morris is always there. And he always brings chocolate for everyone to share. And he walks Finger. over the chocolate bar before kickoff and he's only got one little dairy milk bar, which is not a lot for Dowie. Comes over and he says, oi, this is to share. I was like, all right, yeah. So Ben, Nick Mullins and I share that. And then at half time, we just, we're just sharing that. He comes over and he has got a big, one of the massive bars and he's got half of that and dumps it down. And he's just, all, he's a feeder, mate. Mm. He's trying he's to, to kill himself, us off. What he's trying to do is trying to make himself feel better. So he's not the only one that's just yeah. consuming all the chocolate. He wants others to do it as well. Like I, I, I used to be like that. I used to be like that around Geth and Jenkins. Like night before a game, You'd have a couple of treats after dinner, watching a movie, and like someone bring some brownies in, and I would just eat one, and then I'd put the box close to him, yeah, in reaching distance, and he'd have one, and he'd move it away, and I would just pick the box back up and put it close to him again, and he couldn't stop <laughs> looking. <laughs> I would just do this the whole time, and he had no willpower, and he, he just, yeah. just kept reaching. That's why he never made it. Yeah. Uh, so I saw. Dowie on Sunday and I also saw Dowie on Friday night I was at a wooden spoon dinner and I wouldn't normally mention uh, everything we blooming do all the time because it can get a bit dull but wooden spoon event in London it was honestly mate it was amazing absolutely amazing and there was this 14 year old girl called Maddie from Blackpool who stood up and spoke mate like young 14 as well and like it was honestly unbelievable it was absolutely unbelievable and I don't know why I want to mention it I just want to say that you and I go to a lot of charity events over the course of a year, but now and again, one of them has got, you've got pledge cards in front of you and one of them, when you're hosting, you don't, you can't just go and give loads of money to charity every dinner you go to because you'd be doing thousands of pounds a week, the amount we end up going to over the course of a year. But I was like, right, give me the pledge card. And it was just, she was unbelievable. Yeah, Wouldn't you've got to have some emotional mate. attachment, haven't you? And a lot of it oh, is either people you know. amazing, man. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Absolutely love them. Right, we'll, um, start, we'll start the rugby reverse order so we'll start with Sunday's game which you were at you were commentating with Nick Mullins with Ben Cape loved it loved the commentary two, two World Cup winners yep. wasn't so excited about the game I thought the game for me was a bit boring and I don't know whether that's just because I, I was impartial I didn't really mind who won did you find it a little bit boring or was it different um, for you because you had to commentate on it so it's more of a you can watch it like I was watching it you can reflect on the game. I tell you, one of the best ways to sum it up in 2023 is this. We came off air and Benny Kay and I walked down, uh, walked on, stood up and this bloke straight away goes, Delaglio, Delaglio. And Ben Kay, Ben looks at me and laughs and they think he's Lawrence. Like, Delaglio, this lad says. And he, he turns around, he's like, can I have a photo? And Ben's like, I'm not Delaglio, mate. Delaglio, I'm not Delaglio, mate. It's, I'm sorry, I'm just not him. I'm still not him sort of thing. We walk up. Ben and I are on the stairs queuing to get out. The bloke walks up to me and he says, sorry for calling you Delaglio, mate. I said, it wasn't me. It was him. <laughs> you call Anyway, bald guys. <clears throat> but the best way to sum it up is Benny Kay said to me, that's the sort of game where if you look on social media, you'll get a load of abuse. You'll get pumped for a game like that. Did because you? I haven't looked. I haven't looked. Um, I often don't look actually for a couple of days. Um, but 
and he's right because England weren't special. They were definitely better, but they were against a team that we all expected to be really good because they've been so exciting. And we talked up and I thought Italy were really poor. Um, they didn't offer nothing, but they offered way less than I thought they would. Um, four, I think, oh God, I could be getting this wrong. I think four of England's five tries were grunt, basically. They were kind of forward power jobs. Um, and to that end, it's like it, it is a one, it's it's not one amazing team smashing, it's one not brilliant improving team against a team that's really underwhelmed. So it's basically one-sided. And we're sitting there, and I know what Benny's thinking. He's thinking, Italy, please do some do something, please have a concerted period of pressure where you cut England apart or whatever. And with the, the thing is, we don't say this, but almost what you really want, you want Italy to score first to make it a better game. Like that's as a commentator, you want stuff to talk about and you're sitting there thinking there is just very little to talk about. So what will happen is then is you'll get people saying so one-sided. It's like, okay, what bits of Italy's game would you like just like us to have focused yeah. on? I mean, no one said this to me, but they could be saying it or could not. I don't care. But yeah. From it's like actually what... It's like I remember you, looked at, yeah. you commentated, I think, on Wales-Georgia when Georgia beat Wales. And you, you were sending me, like, it was quite funny, some screenshots of you getting, a, like, hammered on Twitter. You know, a couple of people making comments, not getting hammered, but a couple of people making comments. And it's based like, what bits would you like me to have said Wales were really good at? They just lost to Georgia at home. So show me the bits. Show me the periods I missed. Um, so there's a, it was one of those games where it was just like, oh, lads, come on. Um, and I was genuinely excited about the game because I thought England will win. Yep. But Italy actually could cause them some real problems here. And they really didn't. I like, thought England might have played a bit more rugby. That's why I was excited because I thought we'd see some really good rugby from England. But... Those games are difficult to commentate on because basically the same thing happens just over and over and over again. And you just end up having to choose different words to explain the same situation that's just happened five minutes prior. That's what I thought. Yep. Is that fair? Yep. And what you find yourself doing is... I remember chatting with another commentator once and giving each other sort of feedback. Yeah, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? And I said, I said, now and again, a couple of times I've said something... And you've basically come in and said the same thing in your own words. Don't need to do that. And I've done it to you and I don't need to do that. We don't need to explain something twice. And a couple of times we found ourselves probably repeating what the other one has said in different words. And it's actually... There's nothing else to talk about. That's why. There, there is nothing else to talk about. There, you know, there was, plenty, there, was, there was plenty to talk about in real terms. Like Jack Willis was phenomenal pushing it, but he was outstanding. Absolutely yes. outstanding. He absolutely has to start the next game. You cannot... You cannot leave him out, whoever comes fit or whatever. He has to start in my book. Ollie Lawrence, it's almost like, you know, England eventually try. I mean, I think had Dan Kelly been fit last week, England would have probably played Farrell at 10 and Dan Kelly at 12. But anyway, but they were forced into that. But Ollie Lawrence at 12 made a massive difference. And I was saying to Doc this morning, he was so effective on those short balls that I wondered when are they going to start using him repeatedly as a decoy and they didn't and he was like well if it works all the best chuck him in and I was like oh yeah, yeah. it really worked and he made a massive Italy. difference it worked against he, but Italy. that's the point that's the point and yeah which is which is exactly what you wanted but I think if you're playing the big teams and the big dogs you have to evolve that a little bit more and he has to be able to play a little bit like 
Turpalutu, like Sione Turpalutu at Scotland. Like if he can if he can develop his game into that, then he'll play for England for a long time. The issue you playing got, for playing for Bath, mate. He that is what he does. Yep. He does the lot for Bath. Really good. Yep. Yeah. Um, Italy, mate. Though with Alan, Maurice, and Brex, ten, twelve, thirteen. You're not you're not going anywhere. I'm afraid, and. I can't wait for Garbisi to get back at 10. I think he might be fit maybe Probably next better, week. Yeah. But even when Italy got a little bit of go forward from Negri or, or whoever in the back row, second row, they ended up just throwing the ball back like 10 metres, then back again 10 metres. There was no real decoys. There was no real cohesion. They didn't look like... They didn't play like a team. They played, I thought, just full of individuals. You got some big carries and then... Um, at 15, Capoazzo, um would end up cutting the England line just through a little bit of individual brilliance, like either a step or either just the acceleration. And Italy were poor. They scored two tries, but they were still poor. And England were a bit, I thought, underwhelming a little bit. Like they kicked the ball away a lot when they got close to the line. And it took... It took until um, Alex Mitchell to come on to actually realise when you're five metres out, you don't have to kick the ball. You can just sort of pick out a hole and get your arms through and offload. And England did enough. They were never in danger of losing that game. They won 31-14. They were always in control. And they just about did enough in that game, which is quite pleasing, I think, as well, because... You know, there, there's probably a lot more to come. I thought Marcus Smith maybe should have come on a little bit earlier when the game was already won and they, they were desperate for a bit of a spark. And how about bring him on with two centres outside him? Yep. Yep. Straight swap for Farrell. It seems like you'll learn more that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But the big thing for England was a win and to build on the loss from last week. And they've done that. And I think they'll only get better. Yep, agreed. Um, and yeah, just Jack Willis show. Ollie Lawrence and Jack Willis show. Yeah. Well done to both. Yeah, players. they were very, they were both good. big carriers. They were both aggressive. They dominated um, yeah. the game, both of them. And you know, you have to say, well, well done, England, for grinding out a win. That was thirty-one fourteen, which they were never in doubt of losing. So yep. Uh, right, go on then. What? Next, Scotland Wales. Thirty-five-seven. Yep. Mm, well, right. You're right. Tell you, you, you know, you will know more about this game than I will. Yeah, right. You hit me first. I mean, I watched it, but I'll tell you what. I briefly what I think. I thought um, Win Jones made a difference. I thought um, uh, Chris Chinza was really, really good. Um, I thought Daffith Jenkins was really, really good. Like I would. I think they did themselves. They did themselves credit. Um, what well, that doesn't make sense. I think they have finished the game in credit. Young guys, Win Jones, young other two young guys playing well. Um, otherwise, I pictured myself playing against that Wales team. Not like now, or not that I'm pretending I was uh, an elite defender, but thinking how hard I often do this because a lot of what I thought about going into games was how difficult teams were to defend and whether I was going to get embarrassed or not. So I thought about how difficult is this team to defend and I thought Hawkins at 12, he looks like a real 
good old boy. He looks like he's going to do good things. Um, but I thought, actually, this is not terribly threatening. I'm not too worried about defending this team. And considering some of the guys they've got and how well some of the guys move, I thought Scotland looked, second half especially, they looked way more threatening. Finn Russell, yes. Um, but also Hugh Jones, yes. Duane van der Merwe, different level. Um, yeah. The way he, you know, just... He left George North for dead at one point and they're both sort of similar sized blokes, both quick guys, but it was like, wow, this, I thought he had a real impact on that game. Might not have scored wonder tries, but I thought he had a real impact on the game. Scotland looked really difficult to defend and Wales just looked, whenever they had the ball, you thought Scotland just so rarely looked threatened and that is a worry and it would surprise me if there aren't changes in key positions. You? Set piece struggled. Again, the line out struggled. Um, mm. And I thought there was an opportunity right at the end of the first half for Wales possibly to take the lead. Uh, Rio Dyer dropped one, which was out the back, sort of by Dan Biggin. I'm not quite sure he needed to throw it out the back. I think if he had just targeted Stain, the last man, he could have just delivered hands to Rio Dyer. But uh, they didn't take that opportunity. And there, there weren't many other opportunities. There's... A massive lack of creation behind the pack. Um, agree with Joe Hawkins. He did okay. He didn't do as well as last week. Missed a tackle on Hugh Jones going through. Just missed him. Um, Tupelo too was trying to put the ball around the back, but he didn't. He sort of showed the eyes and put Hugh Jones through. That was Hawkins' man. Um, and there was a lot more opportunities for Scotland to score, I thought, than Wales. Um, we don't look like a team that can attack. We don't look like a cohesive team like a, a France or an Ireland. Um, we're playing way too deep, I think. And there's there's no decoys. We're not playing. We're not flooding channels with numbers. We're playing a lot of one-up runners, and we're actually really predictable at the moment. Um, you know, I always think when you've got a line out in someone's half, and your first option off the top of a line out of good ball is to do a crossfield kick which wasn't even that great um you know you're struggling i think because when you get clean ball like that, it's a perfect opportunity to either start in your phase play on the front foot so either getting a 12 up over the gain line and getting forged around the corner on front foot ball or trying to attack them out wide and we did neither of that i think there should be some big changes i thought Tommy Raffle was good at seven, and I think it's a straight shootout between him and Jack Morgan now at seven. I think they're both sevens. Play him at seven. I think Tushunza was decent at six. I think Falatau will come back back in at eight because he's the only world class number eight we've got really in the squad. And either Owen Williams or Sam Costello, give him a go at ten because the partnership with nine and ten isn't working at the moment with Thomas Williams and Dan Bigger. If if you if Gatlin insists on playing Dan Bigger, then I think probably Weiss Webb has to play nine with him because Weiss Webb. Weiss Webb. <laughs> uh, Weiss by Webb the way, I'm just gonna interject and say of all the people in the anthems, no one looked as fit and healthy as Reese Webb. He looked immaculate, mate. Yeah. Immaculate. What about Stuart Hogg? Hoggy also looked immaculate but Weiss, Weiss Webb took it to another level. <laughs> he looked like 
He looked like a social media influencer in the gym. He looked amazing. I'd also well chuck done. in Mason Grady at 30. And I think the time has come yeah. now for Warren Gatland just to... It's not even a risk, really. It's just, right, we have to develop the next crop of Welsh players. They have to be able to get some experience and some and some caps under their belt. And it might be a bit of a change of guard, really, from what we're used to seeing for the last 10, 12 years. So... Um, very poor from Wales, lack of creation, lack of set piece. And we can't play like we used to because it was always dominant on a set piece, on big carriers, on game line. The game's moved on a little bit from that and you have to play to personnel. And the personnel we got don't suit sort of physical. We're not going to win many physical battles is my point for that. So we're not South Africa and England to an extent. We have to try and manipulate defences elsewhere and by using one at runners we're just going to get knocked back and we're not going to play off any quick ball and we're going to have to kick the ball away so lots of work to be done the no look pass from Tupelotu though to Hugh Jones it was between Hawkins and Bigger wasn't it he went yes um, but yeah definitely Hawkins man but that was it was so nice but it so shouldn't work <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's so. Yeah, well, just, it was covered. George North was covered around the back yeah. Um, yeah. to to take Finn Russell, but Finn Finn Russell was really good, and it's a clear contrast in tens on how one attacks and how the other attacks. Finn Russell, that bit, of, a couple of bits of magic. Yeah, just, the I crossfield love, kick it, for Duane van der Merwe out the back door when yeah. he probably could have scored it himself, but he didn't even look. But he just. He's instinctive. He's, he just knows just class. where players are. Absolutely so, class. Love really pleased with Scotland because I know a lot of Scottish people. I've got a lot of Scottish mates and they've been waiting a long time for this, you know, to be able to back up a really good performance yep. with another really good performance. And what it would do for their confidence is, I think, is massive because you have one good game and you're thinking, oh, is it just one? Can I do it again? And they have. And Grand slams on, mate. This could be a turning point for them. Grand slams on, boy. So, yeah, that was, well, Scotland. Um, the thing is, they're not going to win the Grand Slam, unfortunately, because Ireland are going to win the Grand Slam. Yeah, I think so. Ireland. How good? 32, France 19. Gary Ringrose, again, wonderful. Just his defensive reads, um, the way he took his try. He's... He's massive to the way Ireland want to play. And they've they've tinkered a little bit, Ireland, before with who they play at, in the centres and Henshaw, Aki, Ringrose. But I think at the moment it's really working. Maybe Henshaw might come back in, but McCloskey's not doing too bad and the, and the partnership seems to be working. Hugo Keenan, just, yeah. I think he could be the best fullback in the world. Do you reckon? about Christian Cullen currently oh sorry current. About Jeff Wilson um, isn't it great though Tommy that we're there are lots of big lumps knocking around that we love but actually we're talking about Capuozzo we're talking um, about Hugo Keenan these guys Gary Ringrose these are star players now, Gary Ringrose is a big bloke right Hugo Keenan is not a big bloke Capuozzo is a very small bloke in professional rugby terms so you've got these guys that we we kind of don't quite celebrate. Capuozzo we do, but guys like Keenan, you don't quite celebrate them quite as much. You stand him next to Stuart McCloskey and it could be father and son. 
Do you know what I mean? He's twice the size, McCloskey. And it's like, actually, these Hugo Keenan is just a brilliant rugby player who happens to not be that big. Intelligent. And yeah, so clever. Like, I just thought Ireland's try that he scored. You don't normally see sort of like a, a set move off a kick receipt from a dropout, do you? Under the post. No, Re- so like, good. Just, you watch all of the players. They just know. They just, like, Keenan just hides. Bielham gets in position. And but Antonio was in the way, I thought. Yeah, like, he was. And it, Keenan did well, did well to miss to him. negotiate that. But yeah. it's the movement off the ball as well. So not just Keenan. It's the movement they're doing. It's the runaround. It's the... It's the angles mm-hmm. they're doing which attracts attention elsewhere and then Keenan just runs it absolutely perfectly and takes it really well because sometimes when you get in that position it's you give the ball too early, the cover comes mm-hmm. across, but he absolutely made the right decision, kept the ball in. No one committed to him and had the pace to go over. Um Doris again was just brilliant player of the match. He's yeah. so strong, so powerful. They just—they've got players that give them front football. So, and and they're clever with it as well. It's not always just picking out people and trying to run over the top of them. It's the footwork before. It's a little bit of movement before. It's having support runners with you, so you're not just running into two men tackles. You're trying to get one on ones because there's other options outside for tip ons for passes around the back. So. They just look like a beautifully drilled team. I'm not sure about. Um, I mean, if you, nowadays flats, if you want to see an angle of of a try, go on Twitter. That's what the TMO should do because it yeah. wasn't long until the James Lowe foot and touch came up, and it was a foot and touch. Yep. I don't know how you know TMOs can't find that or these things directors happen. can't it, find that um, it wasn't a try was it even so i think it was a four pass from ringrose as well yeah you know so two things but then on the flip side antonio probably should have been a red card yeah the re- the reason i mean the fact that some of the forces on the chest i get but then i think to myself antonio was never low never and then i think one of maybe one of the reasons that there was force on the chest is because his right arm, right shoulder and arm collide with the chest because his arm is down. It's down like yep. by his side. He's not lifting it to tackle. So he's not trying to wrap. And it's actually, if his arm was up and I guess that 90 degrees up at 90 degrees, whatever right angle to his side, to his body, there would have been no impact on the chest area. It would have been just shoulder hit with an arm out to the side. And it's actually because his arm was in a legal position, he contacted with the chest. That's kind of what it felt like. I'm, I'm generally, as a rule, I'm not games gone soft, as you know, and neither are you, but I'm generally, as a rule, quite pleased. When it's marginal, I'm quite pleased when they don't red card people because I think that, you know, these things are off. But it, but that one felt like, mm, France got away with one. Yeah, no dip. Arm cocked yeah. by his side. Didn't look to wrap. And it did look initially like it was on chest, but... There was still contact with the head, so yeah, I think probably should. It was a massive shot, jeepers! Yeah, huge, Uh, mega. Um, But yeah, very, very, very enjoyable game to watch, and the fitness of the the, uh, both teams was huge. To be able to play, you know, I did think 
I did think that Ireland looked fitter in the end. I thought the French lads were hanging a bit. The big boys were hanging a bit when the Irish lads weren't. Yep. I thought the French front five looked... Willemse came off and he was like, why? He said, pourquoi? Why? He didn't look knackered. He came off reasonably early. But I did think, actually, some of those French lads were hands on knees a bit before the Irish Yeah, lads. but they made loads more tackles. That was the problem. Yeah. So they made, according to the stats I'm looking at now, 235 tackles oh, to Jesus. Ireland's 139. Horrible. So they made 100 more tackles. And yeah. as we know, it's a lot harder to defend than it is to attack. Yeah. But I did, it's funny, I was uh, swapping texts with a mate and the thing I said was that they all are so fit, it makes your eyeballs hurt. Mm. Like, fitness is just off the charts. Yeah. I mean, people talk about the big, horrible, they're all massive. They're not all massive. Some of them are, some of them, as we said, are not. But they're so fit and so athletic now. Mm. Um, I do, yeah, and I do like the way the French do it. Will Greenwood did a really good column um, in the Telegraph and it was like, Ireland basically break you down with systems and everyone knowing where they're going and organisation and they break you down as a team, whereas France, they do have systems. But what they do is they break you down with individual brilliance. They've just got brilliant individuals all over yeah. the place. And then they're, they're extra good at responding to that. So it's like a mate, another mate of mine texted um, who used to play in France and he's, he's adamant that French flair is a myth and he's like, it's the most turgid rugby in the world playing in France. But now and again someone does something ridiculous and it comes off and they call it flair, but most of the time it doesn't work. And it's like Penault's try was amazing and like one of the great championship tries and all that, but this not going from deep, it was a poor pass that hit the deck and then a one-handed slap on. And it's like, they're all over the place when he gets that ball. They're not going from deep. Let's have them recognise something. They're cocking it up almost. They're kind of, or they're, they're up for it, but they're all over the place. You don't, passes hitting the deck and one-handed slap-ons in your own 22 is not going from deep. It's kind of organised, disorganised really and it's kind of a bit chaotic but they've got guys that respond to it, got such good players that it turns into one of the great tries. Mm. But I was watching that thinking, I'm not having that. I think they're all over the shop there uh, but they've turned it into something brilliant which is kind of defines why we all love watching France, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it might be a little bit closer than it was 32-19 um, but again just impressed by Ireland yeah aren't they great yeah I mean you knew they were going to be good though really the Six Nations off the back of winning a tour in New Zealand which hasn't happened since the Lions in whatever it was 1972 was it mm-hmm. was it 1972 I don't know or 77 well no. I went there in 93 we didn't win but yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to Google now. Lions beat New Zealand tour. We should have our researcher do it, really. Our producer. Get one of your kids to do it. Um, no, I've not got it. No, okay, boy, no. don't worry. Um, don't worry yeah, so 1971. That'll do. That'll do, me boy. Um, so there we have it at the moment. What well I mate? Tables looking pretty favourable for Ireland. Next yeah. games up are Wales, England. Yes, so big. It's going to start with Italy, Ireland. You can't really I'm going see to Ireland Ireland. losing that, can you? At all? No. Are you doing comms? Are you? Yeah, brilliant. Well done. Uh, then we got Wales, England. I'm not big sure. For that. Yeah, it is big. I... England will do. I'm keeping yeah. it serious. I think it will happen as well. And France, Scotland. 
in France. Now, this is huge for Scotland. I think as good as they they are, I'm not quite sure they're at the level to beat France in Paris yet. As much as I love watching the French, and I really love watching the French, I absolutely would love Scotland to win that game. I just don't think they will. I would. I would I th- love them to win it. I think if it was like a Grand Slam decider for Scotland, last game of the tournament, maybe, but it's the middle game in Paris against a massive French pack. Everyone's a bit hungover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so there right, we have boy. it. We're going Ireland, England and France. Ireland for the Grand Slam. That's what we're going for. All right. Monday, you enjoy your day. Make sure you get your lovely wife a Valentine's present now, Dave. I'm not, yeah, I don't just mean like a ribeye. We'll get joint beef, fella. It will be fine. Um, uh, going to soft play this afternoon. Remember those days? Oh, are you taking the kids or not? Different for me. Should I tell you what I'm doing? Are you taking the kids or are you going on your own? No, the kids. Oh, no, I'm taking the kids this time. The kids are taking the baby in. And I'm going to take make a really nice little coffee at home, a proper one. Take it in my little flask, little mini Yeti cup. And then while the kids go for an hour, I can't fit in the soft play, I'm too big. So the girls are going to take her in. And I am going to sit and read the papers and have a coffee. Can you please wear your little soft cap? Yeah. Lovely. Of course I will. What are you doing today? You're working, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well done, mate. You're a bloody workhorse. You're a Trojan. You are your warrior. Right, I want to go now. I've got a call, okay? All right. Love you, everyone. Love you, everyone. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.